Hi there, this is Clark Terry here, reminding you to pull your bearskins a little closer to the fire. That's it. <laughs> now you're talking to hey. Ah, watch out for those snapping sparks. Everybody cozy? Now the good news is that you're in time for the humble farmer. You've worked hard all day, and you deserve to relax now. So stay right there and listen to the best of this kind of music. Ghana here on the Humble Farmer. Thank you for listening. My Mercedes my Mercedes looks awful good for a car that I bought thirty nine years ago. My brother said that should I ever think of selling it, I should feel obligated to tell the buyer that it has worn out several dust covers. Thank you. 
my crying Because my dreaming Will not come true Trying To stop my sighing And even trying Someone new Your heart Was never meant for me So why should I That's why I'm trying to stop my crying Because I can't stop my love and you stop my crying I don't even know that song in the 1940s you might remember a newspaper that always had a cartoon of Puck at the top of the front page and as I recall he held a banner upon which was written what fools these models be a quote by Seneca now was that newspaper the Boston Post an incisive remark on my Facebook page brought Seneca's comment to mind. My friend said that elections are won by the inability of the losers to put up a good candidate. And there's the rub. What constitutes a good candidate but well-shined shoes and the ability to hire a better marketing crew to smear your opponent? I hate to say this, but perception trumps reality. You might recall that you first heard of Obama when he delivered a speech at some convention. To one political party he looked and sounded marketable. Their ideal poster boy. Unfortunately, Americans who own small businesses or work for an hourly wage later found that looking good behind a microphone and talking the talk is not walking the walk. You might recall that you first heard of Romney when he bought up American companies and then made himself hundreds of millions by either breaking them up and selling off the pieces or shutting them down here and shipping them overseas. 
to one political party, he looked and sounded marketable. Their ideal poster boy. Unfortunately for the 58 million or so Americans who voted to shut down more of our factories and ship even more American jobs overseas, he did not win. Our thesis here is that the ideal candidate might not win the election or, if elected, might not do what the voters were promised, what they thought he was going to do. Being mortal, we will never agree on a definition of the ideal candidate for any office. Which hopefully does not remind you of your kid's significant other.
Ghana here on the Humble Farmer. Where, with any luck at all, you can hear me playing old-fashioned music just for you every week at this time, right here on your favorite station. Thank you for listening. My mother used to play Boogie Woogie back in the early 40s or whenever it was it came out. I can remember she had a book. It was a, had a red cover on it. It had all these different little stick people in it doing all these different kind of boogie woogies. I used to hear that. Oompa, 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 oompa. Oh, did you see that the police are going to start strictly enforcing the main seatbelt law? <laughs> Don't you have to wring your hands and gnash your teeth when laws are enforced which would interfere with your neighbor's God-given right to self-destruct? Thank you. 
Harry, Harry Allen and Joe Cohn. Probably two of my favorite people to hear playing together. Dave McKenna and the guitar player. Oh, I can't think of his name. Bix and Tram played well together. A couple of years before I was born, some good citizens in St. George, Maine, burned a cross on the wildcat grope pile, not five miles from where I now live. It is my understanding that the intent of the burning cross was to remind my father and other paving cutters who had come here from Sweden of their place. The Americans who control the purse strings are much more sophisticated than they were in those days, and now wannabe citizens are held back by whatever, legis- whatever legislation can be cooked up on the spare of the moment to do the job. We can hope that Senator King and Senator Collins will someday soon vote for some kind of immigration reform that will make it easier for the newcomers work in main fields, and I've seen him out there bending over the plants, make it easier. We'd like to have uh, some kind of immigration reform that would make it easier for these newcomers who work in main fields and orchards to become American citizens. Any American should be ashamed that conditions exist in Maine and probably in other states that even make talking about this kind of thing necessary. Thank you. 
Ghana, and we're almost halfway through. I can't believe how quickly time goes. Well, I am the humble farmer at gmail.com. Of course, I'd love to hear from you. And how many friends have you heard say, we should run government like a business? <laughs> a recent video of a certain governor, governor in a certain state addressing a committee in a certain state house shows you how it is done. You know, you just walk in and people move, move aside and you kind of take right over. Do we have Cutlaw the spoiler to thank for what we have in Maine today? The next time one of your friends says, we should run government like a business, show them the video of that governor walking right in there and taking over at that committee meeting. And speaking of governors, did you hear that our governor is cutting the state income tax, a tax which hits those with the highest incomes? And some people are wondering where he's going to make up the revenue. Wouldn't a sales tax which hits the poorest people the hardest be your guess? Chicago way. He had a bookie style that no one else could play. He was a top man at his craft. But then his number came up and he was gone with the draft. He's in the army now, a blowing reveille. He's the boogie woogie bugle boy of Company B. They made him blow a bugle for his Uncle Sam. It really brought him down because he couldn't jam. The captain seemed to understand. Because the next day the cap went out and drafted a band. And now the company jumps when he plays reveille. He's the boogie woogie bugle boy of Company B. A toot, a toot, a toot de la, a toot de blows it to the bar. In boogie rhythm, he can't blow a note unless the bass and guitar is playing with him. He makes a company jump when he plays reveille. He's the boogie woogie bugle boy of Company B. He was a boogie woogie bugle boy of Company B. Plays boogie boogie bugle, he was busy as a buzz bee. And when he plays, he makes the company jump away to the bar. He's a boogie boogie bugle boy of company B. Do 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 da da do do da da do do. He blows it to the bar. He can't blow a note if the bass and guitar isn't with him. And the company jumps when he plays reveille. He's a boogie woogie bugle boy of company B. Sisters Bugle 
boogie. And that was uh, was boogie going on back then to boogie woogie that must have been in the in the early forties. What is that growling noise I hear? A well to do friend was in to visit us the other day. We admired her new car, and my wife, Marcia, the almost perfect woman, said she'd like to trade in her RAV4, you know, the, the one with 214,000 miles on it, because it frequently needed a new transmission or some other small repair. And our friend cheerfully said, Well, start saving. There's no doubt, but what people who have more than padding under their mattress have more than cotton between their ears, and their word should not be taken lightly when it comes to matters of finance. Well, start saving. Is this simple concept not a great breakthrough in eliminating hunger in this world? To curb starvation, think about this, to curb starvation in Haiti, we have but to tell the hungry people, well, start saving. An idea like that can't help but quickly go viral on completely re-nanoed Haitian iPods, and there will eventually come a day when Haitians will realize that if they want to buy food, they jolly well better start saving. Because our dental bills for this month caused the overdraft on our checking account to kick in several hundred dollars at 14% interest, all we have to do to pay off the overdraft on our checking account is start saving. A wealthy person would very astutely point out that you can save by not paying big bucks to have broken teeth repaired in the first place. And anything now 77 years old would have been written off back in the Reagan years by anyone who thinks about these things. Look around and you'll see that Although most of us are not yet hungry, missing teeth is no longer the defining characteristic of the front row at a Willie Nelson concert. More Americans are going to have to start saving.
Ghana. Thank you for listening. I am the humble farmer at gmail.com. And of course, you know, I'm only saying that because I'm stalling for time while I'm trying to move the buttons into the right position. <laughs> oh, I wish you could stand over my shoulder and see me do this. You'd say, what is he doing? Look at him fumbling around there. And speaking of fumbling around, <laughs> speaking of fumbling around, someone said that Unlike some governors who stand out like Chaplin in a J. Peterman's owner's manual, the smiling President Reagan knew how to influence legislation. I liked President Reagan. Newspaper publisher Ray Gross pushed me through a crowd of newspaper people in the White House so I could be in the front row and be right there and shake President Reagan's hand. And when Ray Gross was in his prime and when he pushed you, you moved. I still like President Reagan. I think of him as a man who was always smiling and telling funny stories. But Reagan used his charisma to stump for, remember the trickle-down economics and other things that really hurt democracy and working people in America. You'd like an example? Wasn't the deregulation of radio, which eliminated rebuttal and made Rush Limbaugh and countless others of his ilk possible, the cleverest thing Reagan ever did? You remember this. Before Reagan, didn't the airwaves belong to you and me and everyone else? But since Reagan's deregulation, the person with the most money gets to buy the airwaves and control what Americans hear on the radio. And the American billionaires who bought the stations are the financial backbone of guess which political party. Yes, you're right. The, the Reagan I would like to have as a neighbor and as a friend also supported dictators in several small fruit-growing countries. But isn't that expected of any American president? And didn't Reagan smile and do it in a manner befitting a gentleman?
that squeak there. <laughs> you are, much to your surprise perhaps, listening to The Humble Farmer on your favorite radio station here, where with any luck at all you can hear me playing old-fashioned music just for you every week at this time. And I have to say with every, any luck at all, because you never know, there's always things that can happen and you might look and I might not be here. Did you know well, here's your gee whiz fact for the day. And if you've been waiting for a gee whiz fact, here it is. So pull your bearskins a little closer to the 
radio there and catch this. Did you know that Santa Claus is richer than Daddy Warbucks? Because I'd never really given it any thought until I googled Daddy Warbucks Asp Punjab, you know, just to see what they'd been up to lately. And I learned that Daddy Warbucks is worth $27.3 billion. I was also surprised to see that this once aged icon is now only 52 years old and young enough to be my youngest of six sons. Would you be surprised to hear that Lex Luthor is only worth $10.1 billion, although he went to MIT? Daddy Warbucks has a BS from SUNY Stony Brook, so you might want to keep that in mind, you know, should you ever be pressed to help one of yours with an educational decision. You probably don't even know who Charles Montgomery Burns is, so I'm going to tell you. Charles Montgomery Burns owns the nuclear power plant where Bart Stimson, or is it Simpson, works. And Charles Montgomery Burns went to Yale, according to this website I found. He's worth $8.4 billion, and he bought the Frank Gainey-designed Springfield Concert Hall from the city and turned it into a prison. <laughs> Dick Cheney was his mentor. Oh, Santa Claus, by the way, Santa Claus is the world's richest fictional person, and if you want to consult my source to get the websites so you can read more, you can ask to get my weekly newsletter, The Wine and Snivel. I'm the humble farmer at gmail.com, and you can read about it there, or you can Google Daddy Warbucks Punjab Asp, as I did, and it'll probably turn right up for you. You might be interested to know that Santa Claus is richer than Daddy Warbucks because, yeah, being immortal, the elf employees don't require health insurance. <laughs>
Ghana, here on the humble farmer. And what is that noise I hear? Something's something going on here. I don't know what it is. Got to get out of here. Thank you, thank you, thank you for listening. I really appreciate the fact that you do spend some time with me from time to time. You might have read in the paper that. These scandals that could reach high don't seem to include any real wrongdoing, whereas the ones that include real wrongdoing don't reach high enough. And that might might remind you how some folks howled and scratched to find dirt on President Clinton. Remember that? This was a very smart move because it is never necessary to find dirt. The fact that you can generate a big fuss looking for non-existent dirt is enough to convince some voters that the accusations might have a basis in fact. And it detracts voters from the real business at hand, which is never what is talked about, but is very expensive. All that stuff goes on under the tables. It's a little smoke and mirrors type of thing, looking for dirt. But, luckily, most of the people in this great world do not read American newspapers, and therefore they have a much more objective view of what is going on in this country. And you remember this. You remember when Clinton went to Europe, he was greeted by cheering crowds. And yet, isn't there another former American president who dare not set foot in Europe for fear of being arrested as a war criminal? (laughs) ¶¶